Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast and the first episode of 2022. Like, how are we here? Wow. Like, what what a year 2020 was and 2021. And now we're really heading into a new year that's still going to be so much change for so many people. But what I've been seeing just from my community and on LinkedIn, just kind of the power of the the positivity and the positive change that a lot of people are taking and, and really owning parts of their, not only their career, but their life. That's something that I'm really working on this year. And I don't believe in resolutions or even really setting goals in all honesty for for the year for lots of different reasons. But really looking at how do I in my personal life and my professional life and the areas where they do intertwine, you know, how do I create more organization? How do I create more processes? How do I really look at how the right talks to the left in that sense? You know, that what happens in my personal life, how it affects my professional life and vice versa too. So I think it'll be a huge year of growth for so many, myself included. And I'm just really excited that you're here and you're here investing in yourself. I know I I thank you for that a lot, but I really do appreciate you you being here, not only investing, you know, in in me and the words that I say, but investing in yourself by setting that time, you know, taking that time out to to really learn and to grow and I appreciate you all so much. And so I do want to celebrate two of my clients before we get into today's episode. And I want to celebrate one of my clients, Doyanka. She is inside of the Overnight Trainer Group Career Coaching Program. And damn, this girl, let me tell you this. We are, uh, there's early access into the program. So we don't actually kick off until January 13th. So if you're listening to this live, it's coming out on January 4th. So we don't even go live with our group coaching calls until the 13th. So 10 days from today. And she has already went through all the modules. Not only that, but completely redid her cover letter, her resume, knows her niche, is super in alignment with it, and has updated her LinkedIn already. So the thing is, is that this process can actually go pretty quickly if you have the right strategy. And I talk a lot about that of having the right strategy. It's not following someone else's path, which we're actually going to talk about today, but it's having the right strategy so that way you can form your own path. Um, I also want to celebrate uh, one of my other clients who is in one of my one-on-one clients. And about two weeks ago, before we kind of, I took a little bit of a break 
uh, to celebrate the holidays with family. But before we took a little bit of a break, she had a huge breakthrough moment with her niche. Uh, it just one day just completely hit her <laughs> through all the work that we've done. She wrote to me in a LinkedIn message and we talked about what her, her niche was and she felt so strong in it. She updated her resume based on that niche, applied for a role a little over a week ago, had an interview with the recruiter today, and is moving on to the hiring manager interview tomorrow. This strategy works, y'all. Like I am telling you, again, it's not a a one-size-fits-all plan for everyone. It's a strategy that you can apply to your own situation Right? And your own experiences and your own skills and your own interests to create your own journey. And so I'm so proud of these two people for really creating their own journey. And a lot of it has to do with the mindset shift that they've both had. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to talk about the mindset that we're going to go into 2022 with that's going to help you grow I was about to say in your career, but not only in your career, it's going to help you grow as a person. And I commented on someone's LinkedIn uh, previously or previously this week, earlier this week, shall I say, and I mentioned the terms, you know, lack mindset and abundant mindset. And the person wrote back and said they you know, had never really heard of those before. And it got me thinking about how often we're in these type of mindset spirals, shall we say, and we don't even realize what it's actually doing to us, right? What happens inside of our brain ultimately affects, not even ultimately, immediately can affect how we are as a person and how we show up in different things. And so it's something that I talk a lot about with my clients. So whether it's in our group coaching program, any one-on-one coaching, and I don't even mean about career transition. I This is even my executive clients who I work with who are stable in their careers, who are not looking to transition, who are just looking to be the best they can be inside of their L&D role. Everyone struggles with the idea of how do I move from this lack mindset, which by the way, is societal conditioning, So we'll talk about that and into more of an abundant mindset. And so to start off, I want to talk about the definitions of those. So when people have a lack mindset, what that really means is that they prefer to believe that there's limited opportunities, limited resources, limited relationships, limited wealth, limited love, right? That everything that everything has a limitation to it. Those who have an abundant mentality really believe that there's plenty of everything. Love, relationships, wealth, opportunities. And it's kind of like thinking about the the pie analogy, right? Or people thinking there's there's only there's one pie, there's only certain pieces, a certain amount of pieces of the pie, and I got to get my piece of the pie. That's a lack mentality. Whereas a, a abundant mindset, abundant mentality says there's infinite pies. <laughs> I can just go make another pie. Right. And so it's really thinking about that and how that shows up, especially if you're in a career transition, especially if you're looking to better yourself in the new year as far as personal, professionally. But, you know, we think about in your professional career, right, this shows up and this can be so 
limiting to the experiences that you have. And so I want to talk today about how I see this showing up and what are some ways that we can start to shift our thinking in 2022 to make sure that we are growing and that our brain is working for us and not against us. And some people might be thinking, wow, this is really woo-woo, talking about mindset. This is neuroscience, okay? So I want to talk a lot about that as well, is that this really has to do with creating new thought patterns. You are actually in charge of your brain. You can start to create new thought patterns for yourself that start to make the old thought patterns you have less and less prevalent. It's kind of like thinking about your brain as having highways, right? And so if every single day you're taking the same highway to work, right, you're on autopilot. Imagine, you know, I know many people aren't commuting right now, but Imagine driving to work every single day or taking the same exact road every single day, you go into autopilot and our thoughts are like that. So when we have the same limiting thoughts, lack mindset, right, that's autopilot for us. It's, it's easy to think that way. And it's also a protection mode for our brain as well. But when we actively start to think about having an abundant mindset and thinking in abundance and having that mentality, what we start to do is actually we start to create new pathways in our brain. And they're not as strong as the other ones at first, right? So we have to be really active about taking that route to work. Okay, I'm going to take this route to work now. And I have to actually think about it. I have to think about where I'm going, which turns I'm taking, how I'm driving, what's around me, where that stop sign is. But eventually, the more that we choose to create this mindset, the more we choose to take that that road, that new road that we're taking, the more now that becomes muscle memory and we start to, doesn't exist, doesn't mean the highway is gone, right? It's still there, but we start to default now to a new way of thinking, that new, that new drive that we're taking, the new path that we're taking to work. So really thinking about that in terms of this isn't just about woo-woo and, you know, believe it. If I think it, I'll believe it. I believe it, I'll become it. All right. There's a, we can talk about that all day, but this really is neuroscience about thinking about the ability to start to change the way that your brain defaults. It's just updating your operating system. That's all it is. So let's dive into where I see this showing up. And I have three big examples that I see it happening the most. The first is a big indicator that you might have a lack mindset. And mind you, some people don't even know they're operating this way. So this might be news to some of you as well. But one of the, the quickest ways I can tell that someone's operating from a lack of mindset is when they're trying to replicate someone else's path. And I see this with my career transition clients. I see it with my executive coaching clients who are already in learning and development the replication of someone else's path. What's that? What that's doing is it's putting limits on what's available to you, right? You're saying the only road, the only way to get from my house to work is this one highway. Someone else took that highway every single day for work, and so I'm gonna take that highway every single day for work. Not knowing and not being able to believe that, oh, you know what, there actually might be a shorter way or a more convenient way or more more fuel efficient way to get there or a more beautiful way to get there, right? So what this does when you're trying to replicate someone else's path is it essentially puts on a set of blinders for you, right? Put the beer goggles on, some blinders, whatever it may be, that you can't even see or understand. And again, this is your brain, right? Can't even fathom that there are other ways to get to that same outcome. Now, if we're thinking about it abundantly, we would know that there are 
a million paths to the same result, right? There, technically, I could get to work so many different ways. I could take this highway. I could take this back road. I could walk to work. I could bike to work. I could ski to work. I could jog to work, right? I could take a helicopter to work, right? Now, are all of those actually going to happen? Not necessarily, but that's an abundant thinking that, wait, that one path might be one way to get there, but there are several other ways to get there too. If you are trying to replicate someone else's path, you will most likely fail. And you're going to fail because you're not them and they are not you. And that's the beauty, like I said, having a strategy, not following someone's journey, but having a strategy that you can take and apply to your situation, to your skills, to your abilities, to your desires, to your wants, right? That is how we start to shift and think abundantly that there are more ways to get to an end result than just replicating someone else's path. It might seem easier to do that every single time I've worked with someone And last year, I worked with over 50 people, and the majority of them come having tried to replicate someone else's path and have failed miserably at it because they're trying to replicate someone else's highlight reel. That's the reality, right? You know, someone said to me the other day, they were like, uh, you know, I, I did a post about this too of, you know, needing a coach, it means I can't do it on my own. And there's so many people who who can do it on their own. And I'm like, no one's freaking doing it on their own. No one's doing you're, what you're seeing is a highlight reel of so, of someone appearing to do it on their own. But you don't know how many networking conversations they had to have or who their friends, brothers, sisters, cousin, uncles, teddy bear manufacturer knows, right? I mean, it's literally we, we have no idea. And so when we start to compare ourselves to the highlight reel of someone else, right, it's really easy to jump into that lack mindset of, Let me replicate their path. It looks so good. It looks so easy. And I always say the the process should be easy if it's tailored to you, but the journey is hard because it's, again, it's your journey that you have to go through. That person did not go through your journey and you can't go through theirs. So when you start thinking about, let me replicate someone else's path, and I see this as job seekers, and I see it a lot, the more connections I have and the more followers I have, the more that I see this. And what I see is someone transitions into learning and development for the first time. And someone will say, tell me your story. Tell me how I how you did it. They'll tell them exactly what they did. That person will then try to replicate it. It won't work. Then someone else will post, I got met this job. They'll ask them the same question. They'll try to replicate that. And they'll replicate other people's processes over and over and over again and wonder what's wrong with them for it not working. Nothing's wrong with you other than you don't have an abundance mindset. So start thinking about how can I, that's great that I have this information, but how could I stop consuming and start acting? Overconsumption is, I did a post on this the other day, overconsumption is one of the biggest indicators that you have that lack mindset, right? That that mentality of I don't have enough information. I don't I don't have enough information to act. I want you to start acting and we think abundantly of what are the ways that I can get to this end result that are unique to me. So that's the first way where I see it showing up often. I also see it showing up often, and I kind of already touched on this, but because something was hard for someone else, right? Thinking that it should be hard for you you too. 
And I see this again. I see this oh, I see this all over the place, but people who are transitioning into the learning and development space, I also see it with my executive coaching clients who are moving up the ladder as well inside of learning and development, right? Because it was hard for someone else, it must be hard for me too. And this reminds me, you know, like, I don't know if it's an analogy, but we hear it all the time, right? When like the grandpa is saying like, back in my day, I had to walk 15 miles in the snow and up the mountains and around the corner to get to school. And you're like, cool, grandpa. But like, I have an electric scooter now, right? Like I, I don't have to, I don't have to walk. And so it's that, it's that mindset, right? But the same thing here, right? Because because your grandpa had to walk 10 miles in the snow doesn't mean that you do, right? Just because someone else's path was hard for them doesn't mean it has to be hard for you. A lack mindset sees proof that it was hard for one person and automatically applies that hardship to you. Well, if it was hard for them, it must be hard for me too. That's just the way it is, All right? And that is a lack mindset. But when we think about the the abundance side, I like to use the example of something that really recently happened to me. So I, I don't even know if I, I don't think I've really talked about this in the podcast, but my my partner Brandon and I, are buying our first home together, which is very, very, very exciting. And we actually weren't going to start looking until the new year, but found something uh, before before the end of the year. And everyone says, I mean, the market's been crazy. I, I do agree with that. But everyone's been saying, it's so hard to buy a house. It's a terrible experience. It's so much heartache. It's the, it's the worst. You know, don't get too attached. All of these things, right? And I kind of went into it and I was like, oh, wow. And I realized in believing what all these people were saying, I was operating from a lack mindset of, oh, wow, everyone else says it must be hard. So that that must be true. It was so easy for us. And I'm not even saying that from a a place of like financial. The process itself was so easy. And what's interesting is I actually used most of my coaching strategy and applied it to our home buying experience. So you know, for those of you that have been here for a while, I, I looked at kind of what my, my pillars are, which is first and foremost, you know, finding that my our niche. So really figuring out, you know, what it is that we want in a home, where we want it to be, kind of what are our non-negotiables? What what's, what are we willing to compromise on, if, if anything? What do we want it to look like? You know, getting really, really, really crystal clear on exactly what it was that we wanted. Then from there, you know, working with the right people, we've had a value, very much a value alignment in our realtor, someone to help us through all of this. So she made the process much easier as well. Um, and then having that that abundant mindset of no, we didn't go to every single house and open house and you know, we looked online and if we thought, hey, this could be one for us, then we went. But we were not throwing spaghetti at the wall, going to open houses, uh, putting our, our uh, bids down on homes that we didn't even really want. We weren't playing that game. And so I refuse to believe that just because it was challenging for others, that it had to be hard for me. And we got the first home that we saw and we liked. We went to an open house, saw one house. It was really beautiful. It was a little too small for us. The realtor said, hey, the person who's doing the open house, there's another house one block down. It's a couple hundred square feet bigger. We went in, saw that house, loved it looked around at two others that we also had on our our list to go look at, put in an offer, under asking, got approved, and we're closing in a few weeks. And 
again, a lot of that came from the fact that I was a following a strategy, applying it to us, what worked best for us. And I had an abundant mindset that this process shouldn't be hard. <laughs> like it, just because everyone else is talking about how hard it is doesn't mean it has to be hard for me. I get the choice if I'm going to if I'm going to make this a hard process or not. And that's the thing about having an abundant mindset. It is a choice. It is a choice that you get to make. And so I think about it, you know, when I look on LinkedIn and when I talk to my clients, right, especially when we're first starting to work together and I hear, oh, so hard for so-and-so to transition to L&D from teaching or it took years for that person to get promoted. So it'll take me years too, or took that person nine months to get a job after leaving higher education. Is it going to be that long for me? Right. We make other people's truth true for us. Right. That's the epitome of lack of mindset. Your truth isn't always my truth. But when we start to think about from a, a perspective of, of lack mindset, we make other people's truths our truth. So we think abundantly here. It's really thinking, wow, and, and respecting, wow, that process was really, really hard for that person. Or that journey was hard for that person. Or it took them this amount of time. You can honor their truth, but it doesn't have to be truth for you. An abundant mindset can say, wow, I know a lot of people are saying that this process is really hard and that may be true, but it doesn't mean it has to be true for me. And that's how I felt about home buying. A lot of people are talking about this is a really, really hard, heartbreaking experience. And while I went into it, not naively, (laughs) I went into it understanding it that that exists out there and that's a truth for many people. I had the abundant mindset of, well, I'm going to try to make this as enjoyable for myself as I can and as easy for myself as I can. And a lot of that came from having a strong strategy and a strong partnership with a great realtor. So the last place where I see the lack of mindset coming in the most, probably this, I would say this, this is where it shows up the most, is in limiting your value by limiting your income. And so I'll often hear the words from clients when we start working together, or even like on LinkedIn, you know, the least amount of money I need to make is, or I can only afford to take X amount of pay cut, or lowballing yourself in an interview because you want to make it to the next round. That is a lack of mindset coming up. What you're saying there is there is a limit to my financial worth. Now, am I saying you're all going to be, we're all going to be <laughs> instructional design millionaires? No. All right, I want to make that very clear here. But here, but what abundant mindsets think like is it's not about the number, it's more about the thought, right? So when you go into it and say, the least I need to make is, or I can only afford to take X pay cut, or, you know, I'm going to lowball myself in this interview so I can make it to the next round, that's all coming from a place of not seeing your own value, your own value. And it's not necessarily always like what you say, but it's it's how you say it, right? And so it's not about the number. You may you may very well want to get into a certain industry and maybe that means you do need to take a pay cut. None of my clients ever do take a pay cut, in fact quite the contrary, but I understand that there are some situations where you may be okay taking a pay cut. And you really want to get into a new industry and it's going to require something very specific for you to start at. And that's okay. But here's the thought that comes from an abundant mindset. My value is X and I won't accept anything less. And I want to talk to you about what that actually looks like. So one of my clients who was a former teacher was very, very clear. We've started working together 
that her worth was 80K or higher. So she was a teacher, then an administrative assistant. She was making in the 50s. And she asked me, she said, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, 80K would be life changing for me and it would make me really happy and I could do more things with my money and do more things with my life if I made 80K. And I don't bullshit my clients. So if people come to me and say, I want to make $300,000 as instructional designer. I'm not going to tell you that that's possible. But when we really sit down and think about the value, the value of your education, your time, your experience, your transferable skills, right? There's a, there's a quantifiable number in all of that, just so you all know. This client had an interview and it was a, a, a dream, I'm putting that in air quotes here, but a dream role at an incredible company. And at the end of her interview with the recruiter, they loved her. They said, we'd love to move you on to the next round. She asked what the pay was, which I talk about in my group coaching, that you absolutely, in that first interview, need to know what you're going to be getting paid. And they told her the pay was 75, and that was the highest they could go. And for a minute, she really teetered. Like, we talked about this. But after one of her, uh, our coaching calls together, she decided to stick to her guns and her value, and she declined to move forward. And a lot of people would say, well, it was only a $5,000 difference. And again, that's a lack mindset coming out because for her, 80K was her number. That is what she valued, her expertise, her experience, her education, right? all of these things that she could bring to the table was valued for her. It's a very, again, a very personal decision at $80,000. So she declined to move forward. And fast forward to a handful of weeks later, mind you, within several weeks she was interviewing one week she had eight interviews in one week because so many people wanted wanted her she was offered her real dream role an incredible role paying her $95,000 a year and the best benefits I've ever seen in my entire life like I didn't even know benefits like this existed until this client got this role okay so if she would have had a lack mindset I'm being offered this I'm being offered 75k this must be what I'm worth She would never have been open to receiving the role she actually did, which is actually a much better fit. It was a a higher level role, which is really where she wanted and needed to be based on her expertise and what she could bring to the table. And so when we have that closed off mindset, that lack mindset, and we limit ourselves in our value and our income and we lowball ourselves or we take massive pay cuts just to get our foot into the door. Let me tell you this. In learning and development, you do not need to take a massive pay cut to get your foot in the door. That is a lack mindset. And whoever's telling you that is lying. <laughs> and actually, you know what? Whoever's telling you that is not lying. Whoever's telling you that also has a lack mindset. Stop listening to other people who have lack mindsets. That's the thing about shifting your mindset is when you get into an echo chamber of other people who have lack mindsets, you are now essentially reinforcing that highway we talked about earlier. You know, you're at you're paving the roads, you're repainting the lines, you're, you know, adding I'm not an engineer, right? But you know, you're adding more, you know, strength to it. You're wi- you're widening it. You're adding more lanes, right? So, being very careful of the information that you are consuming and ask asking yourself, is this is this someone who has a lack of mindset? Because the more you listen to people with lack of mindset, the stronger yours will become. But the beauty is, on the other side, the more you surround yourself with people who have abundant thinking and abundant mindset, the stronger yours will become as well. 
And I know some of this sounds easier said than done, especially if you are in a lack mindset, which many people who work in toxic environments who are underpaid, undervalued, overqualified, default to a lack mindset because it's of the situation that you are in. So I do not take that lightly. And when I was in a really, really toxic work environment, just a year, I mean, a year ago, it hasn't even been a year since I quit my full-time job leading learning and development for an organization. I... I fell back into lack mindset thinking very, very often. And I'm so grateful that I have an incredible coach who I've had since then who coaches me through that and helps me reframe my mindset. I have an incredible therapist who helps me through that as well. And so having support and people who think abundantly and who can help pull you out of the lack, I wish you could see my hand motions right now, <coughs> It'll help pull you out of that lack mindset is so incredibly important, the, the the community you keep, the company you keep. And so, like I said, I know some of it's easier said than done. Having an abundant mindset takes practice. And so the first step, and this is for anyone, you might be like, I have an abundant mindset. Amazing. You still need to practice it. I have an incredibly abundant mindset. And every single day, I have to practice continuing to have it. I have to reinforce the abundancy, right? Don't forget, that lack mindset highway will always exist. It doesn't get deleted from your operating system, right? It's always there. It's in the cloud. It's always there. Really thinking about how do I reinforce my abundance mindset? It's something I have to do every single day. So a really good first step is sitting with your thoughts and asking yourself, you know, as they come up, is this coming from a place of lack or abundance? Right, if you're looking at someone else's journey and saying, okay, I'm going to copy that. I'm going to do exactly what they did. I want you to sit there and say, wait, is this coming from a, a lack perspective or from an abundant perspective? And really think through that. And if it's out of lack mindset, that's okay. Could the first, when you're able to identify it and put a name to it, wow, I'm thinking from a lack mindset, right? Ask yourself out loud, how can I view this from abundance? Or what would someone with an abundant mindset think about this? And you can, if you have friends or colleagues or coworkers or me, right, you can always DM me and say, I'm having this lack mindset. How can I think about this abundantly? Right, really think about how can I shift my mindset? And that's what happens. That's exactly how you start to create new pathways, new highways in your brain. And the more that you think about that, the more you catch yourself slipping into lack mindset thinking, and the more you can start to shift over to abundant thinking, those become your dominant roots. And then it's much easier to stay in abundance even when you get caught kind of in that lack mentality. It's easy to hop on over to that abundant highway. So this way of thinking has not only I mean, changed my life, and I've been on this, uh, uh, this journey for many, many years to really master my mindset, to master success. That's it. I mean, the re- you know, people want the strategy. I will give you this. I literally hand you in group coaching. If you're looking for a new career, I literally hand you the step by step by step by step by step strategy to apply to your own unique situation to find, land, love your new L and D role. What I coach you through is how to have that mindset and keep an abundance mindset through the process. All right, so there's two parts to this. And that's the thing. When you listen to everyone else's, you know, pieces of information and you're utilizing that to build your own strategy, yet you still have a lack mindset, it's not going to get you far. 
You have to adjust your mindset. So I know this is a little bit of a different episode than I usually talk about, but I I really feel that when we go into this new year, the mindset shifts that you have and the way that you think about moving forward will determine how far and how fast you go. So I hope this is really helpful. Please, if you found it useful, you know, send me a DM. Let me know if you like this episode, if it's something you want to hear more about. Um, I do love talking about this stuff. And, you know, it really, like I said, it's been so impactful in my life, in my coaching practice, in my client's life, you know, just seeing the shifts in them. So I can't wait to see the shifts in you in 2022. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.